Lord and greatly to be praised. Here we are in episode number three of our series, Letters to Leaders. And in this episode, we are going to be talking about the best character. The best character. I don't mean as in a movie, the character of a movie, but we'll get into that in a few moments. So here we go. Let's jump right in. One of the points that we want to start this off with is that a Christian leader are to allow their characters to be trained and developed by righteousness. God's way of doing, being, and living right. Our actions should be motivated by a character that's shaped by God's word. So our character should be shaped by God's word. This is what we're going to be jumping into. What is the best character? And the answer is character that is based upon the word of God. We are again are in our third episode. In our first episode, we talked about this is you. That you are a leader because you have the ability of influence. Last week we talked about being personally responsible. That you as a leader, you have a responsibility to lead. As an influencer, you have a responsibility to influence. And this week we're going to talk about the best character. The best character to portray. And so what this is going to pull out is the fact that we have to realize that as we are influencing, there are actions that are speaking louder than our words and conduct that is based upon what is observed. And so as we are looking at someone leading us, we also look at how they are conducting themselves so that we get a picture of how we ourselves should be living. So our definition for this week, our definition for this week, the first definition is leader, one that leads or conducts a guide, a conductor, an influencer. Lead means to uh, Direction is given by example. And then our final definition for today is character. Character is the sum of qualities that define a person or thing and distinguish it from another. So we have leader, lead, and character. And these all will be part of the message for today. We're going to be going into 1 Timothy the sixth chapter, we're going to start at the sixth verse. And we're in the English Standard Version, and it says this. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. 
For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. 2 Timothy, the third chapter, the 16th and the 17th verse says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And then finally, we're looking at 2 Timothy, the fourth chapter, starting at the seventh verse. And it says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. This episode, we're talking about the best character. We have to realize that as, as a leader, we must be aware of how we live our lives. Our conduct, our ethics, our habits, our actions all reflect the inner life we have with God. Our ethic, ethics show us what our theology is. And 2 Timothy discusses training in righteousness. God's word not only gives us correct belief, but also directs our habits and our actions. So the word provides us with an overall scope of how we should be living. If you've ever played any athletics, let's use baseball, you had a coach that taught you how to hold a bat. When you stepped up to the plate, the coach would say, hold your bat like this, or bend your head, or bend your knees, you know, get yourself in the right position, and spread your legs out, you know, do all these things to position yourself to do well in that sport. The coach, he guided you in the nuances of the sport, training you in the right way to play. In the same way, God's word trains us in right living. We are not just told what not to do, but what we should do instead. One of the things that we realize is that if we focus on what we're not going to do, it actually pushes us closer to the thing we're trying to avoid. But if we replace that which we do not want to do with something to do and focus on what it is that we're going to do, then we are able to overcome the thing that we don't want to do. Really quickly, you know, think about that. You know, you say, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to. And you keep saying that and you just keep feeling yourself being pulled more and more toward that because your focus does not have a not filter in it. Whatever you keep saying is what you start focusing on. So instead of focusing on what you're not going to do, what are you going to replace that habit, that situation and do instead in lieu of? 
and begin to focus on what you are going to do instead of what you said you're not going to do. I know it sounds really simple, but that, I mean, it, it, that's the simplicity of what uh, it takes. Don't focus on what you're not going to do. Focus on what you're going to do. And as you do the, this new, go in this new direction, you won't do the thing that you're trying to avoid. But we always sit there and try to fight against what we're not going to do. And, and we're focused on it. Just a real quick little note. I just wanted to drop that in you. So, as we've read in the scripture, First uh, Peter, I mean First Timothy, in four seven, in four seven, Paul even tells us that we should train ourselves to be godly, to live in a manner that reflects God to those that are around us. We have to really lock in that focus because as we lock in that focus, it begins to shape how we do things. And then it begins to cause us to have actions in that direction. It causes us to move in that direction. It causes our ethics. It causes our habits. It causes our actions to conform into that new direction. So how does... Training in godliness happen. How does that happen? We are creatures of habit. In fact, our habits tell us more about ourselves than what we tell people we believe. I'm going to say that again. Our habits tell us more about ourselves than what we tell people we believe. Uh, a philosopher by the name of James Smith says, our wants and longings and desires are at the core of our identity. The wellspring from which our actions and behavior flow. So, what's innate, what's inside of us, our wants and our longings and desires are at the core of our identity. And it's what springs up out of us and it con uh, controls or it is an example of our longings and, our, I mean, our actions and our behaviors. So our daily habits must be, I almost said should, but no, they must be shaped by spiritual disciplines that recalibrate our hearts to the things that God desires. Our daily habits, the things that we do all the time, we have to lock in those spiritual disciplines, which is something that we are actually studying on Thursday nights at our Bible study, so that we can recalibrate our hearts to the things that God desires. So quiet time, prayer, reading scripture, praise, and other disciplines shape our habits and train our lives for godliness. That we are reflecting God in all that we do. So one of the things that we have to realize in a consumer culture, which is what we are involved in, 
That character can be swallowed up by desire. Those qualities, those quantities, those things that we do in order to reflect ourselves to uh, everyone else, they could actually be adjusted and made to uh, be consumed by the things that we desire. Paul explains that the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Now, y'all have heard that money is the root of evil, but the love of it, the, the having this passionate desire to have this money can cause us problems. The constant desire for more possessions is, is driven by the desire for more money. Paul does not imply that money is evil. But that the love of money leads to evil. Paul wants Christians not to be obsessed with personal gain, but with godliness and being content or having contentment wherever they're located on the strata of life. To be content, knowing that God has you at whatever level that you are at. And that you don't have to fight to climb up the ladder. You don't have to be elbowing and trying to knock people off the ladder. Because our constant love for more will never be satisfied. The only true satisfaction that can come in life can be found in Christ. We chase after so many things when Jesus has everything that we need. Everything that we require is in him. And when we learn to submit ourselves to learn how to live a godly life, it causes all these extraneous things not to have the pull on us any longer because we know who we are in Christ. We're not letting the commercials tell us who we are. We're not letting uh, things tell us who we are that we have locked into the word because we know that the word of God is true and that we can be in Christ Jesus and have total satisfaction. Overcoming frustration, not being wrapped around all the uh, craziness that's going on around us, that we can have peace in the midst of that. And then what happens is our character becomes an example for the world. In uh, uh, 1 Timothy 4 and 12, Paul talks about, tells Timothy that you should be an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Now, although Timothy was a younger man, Paul still had this expectation of him being an example in all this way. And although, you know, probably folks were a lot older than him or whatever, Paul said, you be an example in these areas and it will increase your influence and your ability to lead so that they will know the direction that they need to go in. And so when we look at these scriptures, when we look at this situation, we come to the realization that the fact is that our character, our conduct, all of that actually brings us to this point whereby we 
can reflect Christ in every part of our being. If you remember, the, the definition is the sum of qualities that define a person or thing and distinguish it from another. So the character, the best character, is having, taking on the character of Christ. That we show love one toward another. That we uh, honor God, that we look to God as our head, that we love him with all our heart, our mind, our soul, our strength, everything about us, we love God. But then we take that same love that we're showing toward God and we love everyone around us just like we love ourselves. And that we example that. That we are, our conduct, everything about us. The best character is the godly character. The best character is the character of love. The best character is the, char the character that shows others that there is a better way than to be focused on the temporal things of this world. That is the best character the best sum of the qualities that make us up of who we are. And through us practicing this and making these habits, it becomes a very essence of our behavior, which then allows us to show others this is what it looks like. There was a, a time period where uh, I believe it was a youth group had, had these wristbands that they wore WWJD called What Would Jesus Do? And the goal was to try to get them to look at situations, at things, and operate in a manner as they would they have been taught that Jesus would do it. So it would help them to adjust to dealing with whatever the situation was. That is a part of uh, what we're working toward. But instead of having this wristband around our wrist, we want to work on our innermost being and work on how we would actually do those things. Make it a habit. Make it a practice. Make it a focus. We're not going to not focus on something, but we're going to focus on doing these things the right way, doing these things a godly way, doing these things in a way that examples Christ to others and all the other stuff just kind of falls off because it's no longer a focus. And that's what we want to grab a hold of. That's what we want to lead to. We want to operate in the best character. And if you have not accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, that is the first step. And I would tell you that today is a good day, good as day as any to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The process is not a difficult process. The Bible says it like this. It says that if you confess the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Then there's a couple more scriptures down that says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
And I'm not going to say that, you know, you should do this so you can have better character. I'm telling you that if better character is what you desire, then this is the process that you go through. You can be better in Christ Jesus. And not only can you be better in this world, it also puts you in a position whereby you no longer have to pay the price for missing the mark. God has a spirit and we miss it constantly. But you do not have to pay the penalty for missing that mark when you accept Christ in your life. The Bible says that the penalty for missing that mark is death, eternal death. Eternal separation from God. But when you accept Christ in your life, then you have eternal life. And so we want you to operate. We want you to fall into. We want you to walk into that eternal life and be all that God has called for you to be. And the, if you have made that decision for today, we'd ask that you let us know. Send us an email. We have additional information that we would love to send you. You can do that by emailing us at info at godshousecc.com. And we will definitely give you some information. We want to assist you in moving down this pathway because this is not an individual sport. This is a team sport, a unified sport, a unified event where you, we will help one another to be successful. Well, friends and family, that's all we have for this week. Episode number three, the best character. The best character is a godly character. So until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus name.